Listen, I get it. You like saving in Bitcoin. But check this out. You can actually complement your HODL position by investing in Bitcoin startups. If you want additional upside and enjoy learning about angel investing, you should check out Lightning Ventures. Lightning Ventures is a great way to stack real equity in Bitcoin-only companies. They've invested in businesses you've heard about on this show, including Azteco, CrowdHealth, and Swan Bitcoin. And Lightning Ventures makes it easy to get started in the world of early stage investing. The minimum investment is only $1,000 per deal, and you only invest in the deals that make sense to you. So if you want to get a behind the scenes look at the startups you know and love, if you want a chance to support their growth, and if you want another opportunity to profit as the Bitcoin ecosystem develops, check out the 60 second application in the show notes to get started today in building a world that runs on better money. The challenge really is how do we make value for value and apps like Fountain successful in the mainstream? And it kind of goes back to what I said right at the beginning of the interview, talking about you know the perception of Bitcoin, or at least that conscious decision to interact with Bitcoin in a product or service. There are many people who would turn their noses up against it because they don't trust it, or they feel like it's not for them, or it's a fad, or it's a gimmick. But you know, I would just say to those people that it does work. And I think that for us, what we're really trying to focus on doing is building a product where the whole experience or the you know the payments the discovery the community aspects they're all powered by the bitcoin lightning network but you actually don't need to interact with bitcoin at all on the front end in order to get started Welcome to the Business Bitcoinization Show, the show dedicated to helping you enrich your life and grow your business with Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth. I'm your host, Josh Friedemann, and our guest today is Nick Mouster, who's the co-founder of the Fountain app, which I'm sure many of you are aware of and using. If you're not, for some reason, it's a podcast app powered by the Bitcoin Lightning Network that connects creators with a global community of listeners so they can discover, share, and support their greatest work. If you're on Fountain, you can get rewarded for listening to podcasts, sharing clips, and sending comments. Fountain 1.0 has just been released, and it's a major upgrade for the platform. And I'm looking forward to exploring some of the new features along with you in the coming days. Since we're already on the topic of Fountain, I wanted to take a second to thank those who have been supporting the show on Fountain in the last week or so. Those who have been streaming sats to the show include user 452-06977, user 386-75836, user 220217029218344, as well as Dote W24, Tyler BTC, Detron, and XOTO. Thanks also to those who have been sending boosts, including HODL 100 mil sats, who sent a 100 sat boost, Tan Mai, who sent a 500 sat boost, as well as CP, who also sent a 500 sat boost and sent this comment about last week's Bitcoin homeschoolers episode. He said, thanks for that episode. Really want to take my child out of public school and homeschool. Not sure how to support us financially, though. Lots of great insight, especially dyslexia. Thanks again. CP, thanks for your comment. And below in the show notes, I'm going to share with you an episode from another podcast called Radical Personal Finance. The host, Joshua Sheets, breaks down what it looks like to have a single income of $60,000 and a stay-at-home parent as opposed to 
to $60,000 incomes. Now that may or may not be your situation, but I think it's a great exercise for people to begin thinking through what's the feasibility of changing things up and what's the value of a stay-at-home parent, not only as a teacher, but in other ways as well. So that's in the show notes below if you or others care to listen to it. Now, I know that I've already been talking a little bit more than usual this week, so let's go ahead and get to our conversation with Nick. We're going to do that right after this. Business owners, unlock the benefits Bitcoin has to offer your business with the Bitcoin for Business Quick Start Guide. This 27-page guide highlights the six ways you can grow your business with Bitcoin. Check it out in the show notes. Nick, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me on. So I like to start off every single interview with a few questions that help us to get to know you a little bit better and give us some insight for our own lives. Are you ready for these? Yeah, let's go. When and how did you first learn about Bitcoin? I think I was first made aware of Bitcoin about seven or eight years ago. Um, It was actually my co-founder that was talking to me about it at a party. And it wasn't that I was skeptical i was just ignorant and i didn't really take the time to ask the the why questions and i wasn't really curious enough to go away and do my own research so yeah it took me a while but it was only really until i'd say three or four years ago that i really gave it some proper time and you know went down the proverbial rabbit hole and really discovered what it is what's an insight or fact about bitcoin that you wish everyone understood i think As a founder of a product which is powered by Bitcoin, but whose goal is mainstream adoption, I guess I just wish that everyone understood the difference between Bitcoin and crypto. And because the two have been conflated, Bitcoin really has a PR problem and is fighting an uphill battle to win the trust of everyday consumers. And that's despite its strong track record and inherent traits. And as we all know, you know, Bitcoin has finite supply, store of value, uh, medium exchange. It's more widely accepted, more accessible, more secure. But sadly, a lot of people, you know, rush to false conclusions because of the poor reputation of other cryptocurrencies, mm-hmm. which is kind of inadvertently passed on to Bitcoin. And that's going to be a barrier to, to mainstream adoption, at least in the short term. What's the Bitcoin resource you most recommend to other people? So for me, my Bitcoin journey started by reading the Bitcoin standard, uh, which for me gave me a really solid understanding of the historical foundations of money and really what Bitcoin could learn from the failures of money over the years and why it became, you know, what it is today. I think that podcasts are also a great resource, but maybe as co-founder of a podcast app, I'm a bit biased, but I would recommend a show called Flirting with Bitcoin, uh, which is one of the most popular shows on Founded right now. Um, Basically, you have two hosts, Ian and Mariana, who are husband and wife. And Ian is an experienced Bitcoiner, but Mariana is a newcomer. So there's a really good tension there that just lands a really simple and easy to follow message about some of the basics of Bitcoin, as well as understanding what's happening in the news. Um, I don't really tend to listen to a lot of Bitcoin podcasts, but the one I do keep coming back to is What is Money with Robert Breedlove. I think that's mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, but I think beyond that, I think the, the most valuable resource really is actually using Bitcoin products. So, you know, using Fountain, using Zebedee, Thunder Games, Stacking News, Geyser, I think you only really understand the true power of Bitcoin once you actually experience using it itself. Beyond Bitcoin, what is a resource, tool, or idea that's been helpful to you or your work at Fountain recently? I guess this one is a bit of a cliche, but I'd say that the best resource for any business is really its customers. Um, And Mm. we've got a group of over 200 users on Telegram who we regularly get to feedback on updates, 
complete surveys, just tell us what they're missing, how they're finding, you know, new new features. Um, but I also personally talk to a lot of podcasters to better understand how we can serve them with regards to growing their audience, um, engaging with their community and, and also monetizing. But I think you can actually learn a lot from, you know, talking to current customers, but it's potentially also more important to talk to potential customers who aren't using your product, because really that's where you learn about where you're falling short and where you're maybe missing the mark. Because, yeah, there's some podcasters I talk to that I think they're never going to use our product, but really understanding their view of the world and how they see stuff really expands my view of the product and how we can build it to help support them. Now we have our final, what we call our arbitrary but insightful question, and it's this. As a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? Yeah, that's quite a difficult one. Um, I think for me, I always start with a question of why and then end up with why not, because I guess it kind of comes down to conformity versus non-conformity. Why is understanding mm. you know, why things are done in a certain way. And you start to practice those principles. Like, for example, in the last few weeks, we've been looking at the UX and UI for Fountain App, closely observing, you know, things like, um, you know, Instagram threads, YouTube shorts, uh, TikTok, understanding why these things built this way. And but then really what you end up coming back to is like, couldn't we just do it a little bit differently? Why? Why not? Um, so I think mm -hmm. it always works that way around for me. Meet Linkster, your premier Bitcoin-focused advisor. Linkster caters to businesses, institutions, family offices, and high net worth individuals. They merge your unique financial goals and needs with Linkster's Bitcoin expertise to craft your own sustainable plan to preserve and grow the value of your hard-earned profits and retained earnings. And Linkster is not just advice, it's tailored execution. Connect directly with the founder by visiting Linkster.com. That's L-Y-N-C-S-T-E-R. Com. Linkster, secure your future with Bitcoin. Today's episode of Business Bitcoinization is proudly brought to you by Vellus Commerce, where the future of business technology meets Bitcoin. As we journey through the era of Bitcoin and its transformational impact on businesses, there's one name that stands out. Vellus Commerce. Whether you're looking to build a cutting-edge website, a seamless mobile app, or custom software, Vellus is your go-to team. They've been diving deep into the world of Bitcoin since 2014, making them one of the most experienced groups for integrating Bitcoin and Lightning payments into a variety of digital platforms. But here's what truly sets them apart. Vellus Commerce doesn't just build. They bring a wealth of knowledge to ensure your project success from day one. Their team understands the nuances of Bitcoin, ensuring that your business stays ahead of the curve. And for all business Bitcoinization listeners out there, Vellus Commerce is offering a free consultation to kickstart your project the right way. So if you're ready to future-proof your business in the coming age of hyper-Bitcoinization, head over to VellusCommerce.com or reach out on Twitter at Vellus Commerce. Let's make sure your business thrives in the Bitcoin era. Well, Nick, we're here today to talk about the Fountain app and not just as a way to listen to podcasts, although it is a great way to do that, but also how business owners can potentially be using Fountain to get in front of more people. So interested to talk to you about that today. First of all, you know, I think people probably no fountain, especially if you've kind of been in the, the Bitcoin uh, world for a little while. But could you share with us about fountain and especially the value for value model that you're really trying to establish with the fountain app? Yeah, so fountain is a podcast app that's available on iOS and Android. 
on Fountain, you'll find any podcast pretty much that you'd find on Apple Podcasts. And so you can listen to your favorite podcasts. You can support podcasts as you're listening from the player with Bitcoin, uh, either by streaming sats or by sending a boost, which is like a comment with a, uh, with a payment attached to it. And we also use these payments in the app to drive discovery of things that other people found valuable. And this is really where value for value, I guess we took it to the next level because I guess value for value in its original conception was about, you know, making sure that content was freely available, um, that it was not censored and it was, you know, it was easy to support, um, you know, should the listener wish to. And we implemented that and, you know, we saw some great traction because I think ultimately, you know, people want to be able to support their favorite shows. They just don't really have an easy way to do it. So giving them that, you know, powered by Bitcoin allows them to do so. But I think one thing that podcast listeners particularly latch onto as a problem they have is discovering new podcasts and getting, you know, worthwhile recommendations from people. So, you know, if I was a listener of this show and I sent a boost of 100,000 sats and someone on Fountain followed me and saw that, you know, they're probably going to give it a listen because that's a decent amount of money. They'll probably mm-hmm. think, you know, that's it's worth following the sats and seeing seeing what Nick found interesting about that podcast. So, yeah, we, we kind of take value for value to that next level to to drive discovery as well. And we also have built an app where it's not just about the podcaster being able to, you know, earn value in return for the value that they provided for others, but also for listeners as well. So on Fountain, you can also create short clips of podcasts. Um, only takes a minute and those clips are then posted to your feed and they appear on the show and the episode pages and you can search them as well so if other people like your clips they can send you some sats as a sort of a token of appreciation and again the same with boost if i commented on a on a podcast or replied to someone's boost or comment you know, they could send they could like it and, and send me some sats so it really is a i guess uh, an economy in itself where anyone has the ability to be rewarded for their contributions um, towards the platform. And really, that's what value for value means for us. It's giving everyone the incentive to be able to make a positive contribution. And could you speak a little bit to some of the soon to be released features of Fountain, especially, you know, people are listening to this podcast right now. They may or may not be using Fountain if they're interested in checking it out. Could you give them an idea and maybe even if they're using it right now, an idea of how they'll soon be able to potentially monetize more or uh, have a more valuable Fountain experience? Yeah, Fountain's been around for for two years. Up until this point, we've done you know pretty much all the design ourselves, and we're the first to admit we are not designers, uh, but we've really invested a lot of time into getting the UI, the UX right. So we haven't really reinvented the wheel. We've really just looked at what other successful apps that you use every day are doing, um, and tried to borrow best practice for them, but really kind of put our spin on it that makes it unique to us. So one of the main things you'll notice with the launch of Fountain 1.0, which if not live now will be live very soon, uh, is the discovery experience for clips. So similar to TikTok or you know YouTube Shorts, you'll have a scrollable feed where you can just swipe through. And we're going to show you clips from people you follow, but also people who follow the same shows as you. So you have that um, interest relevant connection between other clips. Um, as well as like some trending clips and some featured clips and, you know, clips that people that you follow have interacted with, i.e. they've liked or replied to. So that's going to be an amazing way to discover interesting stuff. Um, and, you know, you can just go to the clips tab and just leave it playing and just you can even lock your phone and just listen through mm-hmm. the clips you know, probably before you started listening to podcasts in the morning or in the afternoon, whatever you're listening uh, and just roll through them. And we've also added the ability to be able to, you know, 
click through to different clips which all have the same hashtag. So kind of similar to TikTok, if you clicked on a hashtag, you would then get taken out to another kind of scrollable feed where you can just see clips on that topic. We've added the same thing in Fountain too. So that's going to be amazing. Um, we've also added a new clipping or clip editing tool, which is going to make it much quicker and faster to create clips. Mm. We still use the transcripts. So, you know, if you're a premium user or you've requested the transcript, we give you, you know, essentially the text for the audio you're listening to, and it makes it really easy to just select the section you want. Similar, I guess, to how Descript works, which is another amazing tool for creating clips. Um, so that's uh, a massive improvement. And one of the other things we've done as well is improved uh, on the playlist feature we have. So up until now, you've only been able to add clips to playlists, but now you can add episodes, but also a growing um, kind of album, or sorry, uh, growing archive of music tracks as well, uh, which is something I'd like to talk about for a second, because up until now, Fountain has been focused 100% on podcasts, but there's a really exciting movement happening uh, with regards to music podcasts. And, and what I mean by music podcasts is I'm talking about full-length episodes where you have a DJ or a host playing tracks back-to-back, and as they're playing... Essentially, the, the the recipient of the value changes. So if I'm listening to the first five minutes and it's one artist playing, I'm streaming sats to that artist. And if I'm boosting, then I'm sending sats to that artist. But as soon as I move on to the next track, the wallet switches. I'm now streaming sats to the second artist and boosting them. Mm. The money's going to their wallet, which is pretty cool because up until now, you know, there hasn't really been a, um, a good solution for music royalties, um, you know, what Fountain and the wider podcasting 2.0 um, ecosystem is working on is like an open library of music tracks which have been submitted by the artists hosted on an RSS feed so that any podcast host can just bring those uh, tracks into their show. Um, and for the listener also, it means that as you're listening to the podcast, you can see each track popping up as it plays. So you can just click through to that track in Fountain. You can add it to your library in the same way that you would with an episode or a clip. And you can start to build up your collection and then add them to playlists as well. So, yeah, music podcast is definitely uh, definitely something to watch out for. I've just recently realized that on Fountain, I, I opened it up probably the last week or so and, and saw a feature there for the top 100 songs. And I was going to ask you about that. Is it just that a independent artist? And I, I know there's there's others out here that that do this type of thing, but. I'm assuming if you're connected to a record label, you don't have the flexibility to do this, but independent artists can just put their music onto an RSS feed and then that's how their music is enabled on Fountain or do they have to add it to Fountain? How does that work if you are a musician and you'd like to earn some extra sats for that music? Yeah, so all the content that's on Fountain, i.e. all the episodes, shows, etc., are pulled in from Podcast Index. Um, and just to give a quick background on Podcast Index, it's mm -hmm. essentially like an open index of podcasts. Uh, the reason it exists is really to protect from censorship. You know, looking back, you know, 2005, 2006, when podcasts first became available through the iPod, you know, we, we had a lot of uh, other podcast apps launching using Apple's centralized index of podcasts to populate their apps with the latest content. But as soon as Apple started censoring and removing content because it didn't adhere to their guidelines, all the other apps noticed that that content was being removed from their platforms as well, which is sort of how the podcast index was born. It was originally just podcasts, but it's also now been expanded to include other mediums um, such as music. So if you want to um, publish 
music by an RSS feed and have it appear in Fountain. You can just, um, yeah, you can use your hosting platform and publish um, as music. So there are some hosting platforms that already support a tag in the RSS feed that basically tells Podcast Index and any other um, you know, podcast app like Fountain that the medium of this content is music. So it'll be indexed and searchable under music as a category. So you can publish music through, through your hosting platform uh, and then it'll appear in Podcast Index. And if it appears in Podcast Index, it'll appear in Fountain as well. Um, the other service which uh, a lot of artists are using to publish their music to an RSS feed is Wavelake. So yeah, you can upload your music directly to Wavelake. You create an artist profile, Wavelake then post that to Podcast Index and it's automatically pulled into Fountain. So yeah, as an independent artist, it's a great way to be kind of fairly rewarded for the, the, the music you're making. Um, you know, artists can direct their listeners to stream their music on apps like Fountain. But um, yeah, like I said, value for value is not just about, you know, paying the creator. It's also about helping them grow their community and using that um, payment, the value signal as as a thing which drives discovery. So I want to turn a little bit to promotions on Fountain. Um, recently, I've been playing around with this and uh, talk with some other podcasters as well about um, how to use Fountain to promote your podcast. If you could talk about that, but maybe even more particularly how business owners can be uh, promoting themselves on Fountain, I think that'd be really interesting. Yeah. So like I mentioned, uh, listeners have different ways to you know get rewarded and earn sats on Fountain. And one of those ways is listening to promotions. And promotions are basically just native ads that appear in their Fountain home feed. Um, a podcaster can promote uh, their latest episodes and listeners are going to earn sats just for listening uh, to that podcast and trying it out for the first time. So it's a great way for podcasters to drive audience growth. Um, and yeah, we also have that same service running for businesses as well. So I think particularly if you have a business which is a Bitcoin business or is using Bitcoin or you're really trying to target Bitcoiners, you know, we have, um, you know, I'd say the large majority of the Fountain user base are Bitcoiners and they fall within your target market. So you can promote your product or service through a Fountain promotion. Um, and so what you would do is you have like a short piece of audio somewhere between 30 and 60 seconds. Um, you know, you can have a click through to your website or to your App Store landing page or to your Substack newsletter uh, or to some other landing page, anything you want, really. Uh, and we can then drive clicks to uh, to your page. And I think what's really unique about Fountain Promotions, other than you know the listener being able to earn for uh, just listening to your ad, which is a great way of kind of guaranteeing their attention, is that it's 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 a much more cost effective and efficient way of advertising that gives really clear attribution to you know what results you're actually generating let's say if you you are a bitcoin business and you wanted to advertise on a podcast so to do dynamic audio um, sort of ad insertion or to sponsor a podcast to do like an ad read I think that you know th those are great ways of reaching listeners. But the problem is you never really know exactly how many listeners you've actually reached and how many clicks you've driven to that sort of destination page. With Fountain, because we're using programmable money, we essentially can see exactly how many people have listened because we've paid each one. And we can also see exactly how long they've listened for because we pay them for every second they listen. So we get uh, really accurate data. Um, but again, we also can kind of guarantee that the user is going to pay attention because 
ultimately they're incentivized to, to to give your product and service attention through listening to promotion rather than sort of have their I guess their attention sort of auctioned and sold to others without really their permission. So two questions there. First of all, do these ads, are they, do they show up at the top of the fountain app, sort of like the ads for podcasts and people can choose to click on them if they'd like, or do they show up in the middle of a podcast episode? So historically they've shown up at the top of the fountain home feed. So the first screen that you open, um, when you first open the app. Um, in this new update, we're actually going to be integrating them within the home feed, so within the activity from other people. Um, similar, to, I guess, to you know how Twitter do it. You know, they'll be labelled as an ad, um, but I think that mm-hmm. also kind of lends more, um, I guess, trust and integrity to the ad if it is seen amongst other pieces of genuine content. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, and I think also just to explain how it work as a um, as a business, if you wanted to promote your podcast on Fountain, um, there's a form you can fill out on our website. If you go to fountain.fm forward slash promotions, um, there's a form you can fill out. And one of the main things that you that we need from you, as well as your kind of creative, you know, your headline, the link you're driving to is um, obviously your budget, but how much you want to pay um, listeners for listening to your full ad. And in mm. this sense, um, you know, the advertiser actually has full control over what their CPM is. So usually, you know, you place an ad, you kind of get given a CPM based on, you know, your business or the uh, the audience you're targeting to or any of the conditions of your ad, you actually get to choose. So on Fountain, I believe the minimum you can set it to is 100 sats um, for listening to the full episode. Based on the current price of Bitcoin, that's around $8 CPM. But that CPM is not for, you know, impressions. It's for guaranteed listens because you're actually paying Mm. people um, every time they listen. Um, You also get the impressions for free. So even if people don't click on your promotion in the home feed, they're still going to see it. You get that reach for free. You're only paying when they actually are listening to the ad itself. Um, And, you know, you can choose to set the reward as big or as small as you want. I tend to advise people to go for a lower reward because it's just going to drive the the best or the most efficient, uh, cost efficient results for you. Uh, But you could take a strategy of we actually just want to give away loads of sats, build lots of like brand loyalty, brand love and make a really big statement Mm -hmm. with this which other advertisers have done and ha- does work equally well. Yeah, I'm wondering if you could share some examples, maybe maybe not giving too many specifics if you feel like you need to keep the specifics to yourself, but just some examples, some ways that business owners have seen success promoting on Fountain. Yeah, so we've worked with a really wide variety of um, different, different business owners. Um, we've worked for uh, exchanges. We've worked for hardware wallets. Uh, we've worked for kind of other B2C kind of Bitcoin based apps. Um, we've also worked for people who just want to you know, build subscribers for their newsletter. Um, there's a, a really wide range of different use cases for Fountain. Um, I think that typically the ones that we see do well are the ones that really, I guess, embrace the culture of Bitcoin in their kind of mm. ad creative. So, um, you know, we all know that there are certain kind of jokes or kind of perspectives on the world as a Bitcoiner and really referencing that in your audio in your, or in your kind of headline or call to action really just um, shows the listener that, you know, you understand them and they're more likely to understand you and, and really give your product a go. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, we've seen um, particularly uh, products or services which are 
um, giving away sats uh, have a really big impact as well. Um, and that's not to say that, you know, you should, um, you know, give away 100,000 sats whenever someone signs up to your product or service, because I think that can also create a different sort of complex or dimension to your business and the way you're perceived. Um, but an, uh, like a company like Stack and News, for example, uh, which mm-hmm. is a platform where you can, you know, post and read articles. And in the same way you can on Fountain, you can kind of earn sats as kudos. So kind of like Reddit, but kudos is Bitcoin. Um, you know, that's done really well. Um, so for that, we've seen click through rates of like upwards of 10, 15 percent in some instances. Wow. So it, it, I think if you have the, the right product and the right message, you can really drive amazing results. So uh, could you share with the listeners one more time where they can go to get a promotion started with Fountain or to at least start that conversation? Yeah. So you can go to fountain.fm forward slash promotions. Um, you can also just email us hello at fountain.fm. Um, right now, you know, the process to get your promotion started is actually a manual one. We will be building a dashboard soon where you can actually, you know, manage and upload your promotions, review your kind of metrics from a dashboard. But right now it's done manually. So yeah, fountain.fm forward slash promotions or email hello at fountain.fm. Uh, and we can also advise you on the best way to get started as well as lighten the load for you um, for, you know, for, for getting going. So, for example, producing the um, audio for the ad is something that we can do for you. We can consult you on the script. Um, anything to do with your ad, you know, we've got some ideas, best practice that we can apply to your product or business. So I want to, before we finish up the interview, kind of transfer over to a few insights that you might have about being part of the founding team at Fountain, especially since value for value is such a new uh, concept. I guess it's not necessarily a new concept, but specifically how it's being played out with Bitcoin and Lightning right now. What are some insights that you've gained just kind of trying to start a business that is a pretty new concept and may take some explaining to do when people first hear about it, especially when, you know, they're used to listening to podcasts for free and not having this uh, exchange even as as part of the equation. Yeah. Okay. So I'd say, you know, firstly, value for value works. You know, we've proven mm-hmm. that it works as a monetization model for, for, for podcasters. Um, we've proven that it works as a, you know, discovery tool for, for podcasters as well. Um, I think the, the challenge really is how do we make value for value and apps like Fountain um, successful in the mainstream? Uh, and it kind of goes back to what I said right at the beginning of the interview, talking about, you know, the perception of Bitcoin, um, or at least that conscious decision to interact with Bitcoin in a product or service. Um, there are many people who would turn their noses up against it because they don't trust it or they feel like it's not for them or it's a fad or it's a gimmick. Um, but, you know, I would just say to those people that it does work. Um, and I think that for us, what we're really trying to focus on doing is building a product where the whole experience or that, you know, the payments, the discovery, the community aspects, they're all powered by the Bitcoin Lightning Network. But you actually don't need to interact with Bitcoin at all on the front end in order to get mm-hmm. started. So, you know, whether that comes down to, you know, the on-ramp or the off-ramp for, you know, how do I get money 
onto fountain and off fountain, making sure that you know that there are fiat on ramps and off ramps that that work there, that people don't have to make a conscious decision to buy Bitcoin, um, or you know they're not required to own Bitcoin already to get started. That's really important. But I think also just with the experience of you know seeing a boost in your feed, like you know to be able to see that in sat uh, in in dollars or euros or pounds or whatever your currency is, mm-hmm. that type of thing is really going to help um uh value for value and fountain transcend the bitcoin community and i think the other thing i would say too is that you know that there's a lot of promise for value for value working in out in other mediums uh, beyond podcasting as well like i said fountain has has started with podcasts um we're increasingly curious about music as well and I already mentioned Wave Lake, who, you know, they're really focusing on music. Um, but I'd love to see the same thing for audiobooks. And that's something that we're hoping to uh, to get released sometime in the next few months. Um, and then even outside of audio, you know, you're seeing this um, value for value idea uh, work for video. You're seeing it work for uh, journalism. You're seeing it work in different areas. But really, I think what it comes down to is like, how can we reduce the barriers of entry and how can we reduce the reasons for you know potential users to be skeptical about how it works well i really appreciate you sharing about fountain today nick and uh curious if you have any final thoughts before we finish up the interview and maybe also if you could share with people where they can go to um, obviously the fountain app uh on wherever you might download apps from but where else people can go to keep up with you and what fountain's doing yeah so you can find fountain on the app store and the google play store um, you can also find our website at fountain.fm. Um, the social channel which we're most active on is Twitter. Uh, I still call it Twitter. Sorry, but it is Twitter. It's still Twitter on this <laughs> uh, show as well. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter, um, you know, and that's the best probably the best place to hear about kind of new updates, uh, features, etc. Um, and then obviously, yeah, as a listener, um, if you're not listening to this podcast already on Fountain, uh, download Fountain, go and follow Business Bitcoinization, follow the show, uh, top up your wallet and you can you know, support Josh and uh, help him grow the podcast by streaming sats or sending a boost or creating a clip. Excellent. Well, Nick, thanks so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Josh. Well, friends, it's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Business Bitcoinization Show. If you want to reach out to either me or Nick, you can find those links down in the show notes. And if you're not already using Fountain, now is a better time than ever with the release of 1.0. As always, keep building, keep growing. And until next time, keep living and leading well. If you're a regular listener of the podcast, thank you. If you want to take a further step in your support for the show, you can help us grow by listening on Fountain, a value for value podcast app on iOS or Android. If you hear something you like that you disagree with or anything else, you can share it by sending some sats and adding a comment with your thoughts. Some of you have already done this and I appreciate it. I'm going to begin reading your boosts on upcoming episodes. So if you have some insight or value to add, let the people know. Getting started with Fountain is easy. You can add Bitcoin to your Fountain wallet by using your fiat accounts or any lightning wallet and one of my favorite features is that once you're using the app you can earn stats just by listening on fountain check out the link in the show notes to get started with fountain today